Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast, starring Dags and Rez. Today, as always, we have a powerful episode, and across this powerful Oaken desk is Assistant Manager Mike Rez. Hey, Dags, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, man, my voice is deep. It's a little scratchy. We had a lot of fun at the Nitro Wave concert last night. It yeah, was, it was we'll, great. we'll get into that at the end of the show. Tell us real quick what happened last night. Music. That's it, that music. Quick, yeah. Yeah, we had a powerful concert in town here, the great city of St. Paul, one of the yep. twin cities. It does look a lot like Minneapolis. They're like identical almost. Oh, they're identical twins. Yeah. They're Maternal? Not con- Maternal? I don't, I don't know I don't what that means. Me they're not conjoined, are they? No, but they if got- they were, they would be surgically remo- uh, separated right oh, away. They got a river running through it. Powerful. Hello, friends. Welcome. Good Welcome movie, back. By the way. Yes, thank you. Welcome back, OGs. Welcome, new listeners. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about natural phenomenons. Whoa, that's a big word. Phenomena. Phenomena. You beat me to it. Powerful, yes, thank you. We're going to be talking about lightning. We're going to be talking about St. Elmo's fire. Gnomes, elves, sprites. Yes. Swamp gas. Yes. Not just talking about your ass. Oh, my goodness. Hey, happy birthday, by the way. Oh, wow, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I, I turned 26 again. It's amazing. It is. You don't look a day over 70. Thank you. Thanks for enjoying my look. Today, we are a powerful episode, as always. We're going to be talking about natural phenomena. Let's get into it, Mike Arez. Let's talk about, we'll start off, we'll talk a little bit about lightning. Lightning. Now, what do you know about lightning, Mike Arez? Uh It's uh, positive and negative, negatively charged protons, electrons, and neutrons that happen during a rainstorm. Wow. Yes. Um, it happens in clouds. It can happen ground, uh, cloud to ground, ground to cloud, cloud to cloud. You don't want to be near it. It makes no. a loud fucking noise when it strikes. Yes. Protons, neutrons, and croutons. Oh, man. Those yes. crouton lightning strikes are the worst. <laughs> Lots of carbs in those. Ball lightning, yes. too. Yeah, we're going to be talking about weird types of lightning. We'll just... I didn't know lightning had balls until we started talking and researching. What did you think it had? Well, I, I didn't think it uh, had balls at all, actually. Just just made a lot of noise, you know. Yes, powerful. Never backed up what it, what it said. At the end of the show, we're going to listen to a song, Red-Tailed Hawk, by the synthwave producer Ganymede. Uh, he is local here in the Twin Cities, and we will uh, play his song at the end of this awesome, amazing podcast episode. Powerful song. It's got the screeching hawk in there right i know it's awesome yes, i love it yeah yeah let's go over a couple of different types of lightning we'll get into the rarest stuff there's cloud to ground negative cloud to ground lightning positive cloud to ground lightning cloud to air ground to cloud intra cloud cloud to cloud and then we have those cool upper at- atmospheric lightnings 
also known as transient luminous events. Yes. More specifically, sprites, elves, dwarves, twigs, any other name you want to throw out there. It's it cool because like... it's science, but it's also mixed with folklore. It is. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that uh, you you learn that was folklore actually may have happened. And then there's also, with the especially with ball lightning, it there's a lot of reports that date back to like the 1600s yet scientists to this day still argue whether or not if it's true or not that's how rare it happens um some people have caught some of the stuff on film video some of it is hoaxes some of it's real and yet there's still just not enough evidence for scientists to say that yes this actually happens yes so lightning is just basically positive and negative cloud to ground cloud to cloud mm-hmm. and they're charged and it's just trying to equalize the charge right exactly and i didn't know this that uh electricity is also during a lightning strike if there's a lot of wind in the storm that's happening uh, it's affected by the wind too it can change the direction of the lightning strike it's still going to strike on the ground where it intended to because of how the the positive and negative charges uh, happen but the the zigzags through the air can be affected by by wind Lightning is still one of those things that they're learning about, and they're just like now realizing that lightning can produce gamma radiation. So if you get struck by lightning, you might turn into the Incredible Hulk. Yes. You never know. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, so there's also, there's strange things, you know, there's St. Elmo's fire, which sometimes gets confused with ball lightning. St. Elmo's fire is a weather phenomena in which a luminous plasma is created by a corona discharge from a rod-like object such as a mast, spire, chimney, or animal horn. Another thing about St. Elmo's fire is it happened a lot. It was like reported a lot during World War II. And they actually thought that it was some type of new German technology. And then they realized that the Germans were reporting it as well. The Foo Fighters. Yeah, the Foo Fighters, yeah, because they were seeing it in the air with, you know, in their planes. So the Foo Fighters are a little different. The Foo Fighters are orbs. And St. Elmo's fire is basically just discharges coming off of points. So they think it's, it's, there's so much electricity in the air that it's starting to come off that, you know, the tips of like an animal's horn, sure. the ship. Yeah. But it's not quite enough to make a, a positive to negative dump of the electricity. Right. It's a dump. Yes. Can you imagine being a, like an oxen or a bull? Just chilling in the fields during a thunderstorm and then zap of electricity or lightning shoots off your horn? Well, that's not as bad as actually getting zapped by it. No. Because the problem is when it hits the ground or hits a tree, it has a a, a splashing effect where, where it'll just go out in concentric circles. Sure. Less and less as it goes further, but right. it'll kill anything on the ground too. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you don't want to be outside during a, a lightning storm or thunderstorm, especially they say if you're uh, you're outside hanging out and the the hairs on your arm or your head start standing up. Yes, you're you're becoming a lightning rod, and you want to get out of the way. So I've had many lightning stories. One of them, I was at the lake with a young lady, mm-hmm. blonde hair, wispy blonde hair. Oh yes, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it started going up in the air. Really? You've actually seen this yes. happen? 
So there's, have you heard of Van de Graaff generator? No, I have not. It's basically this ball that generates static electricity. And if oh, you touch sure, it, yeah, your you hair, put your hand on it. Yep. Yes. Okay. So that's exactly what was going on with her hair. Did you run away from her? Did you, what'd you do? I embraced and we were uh, made into superheroes. No, but that's a true story. <laughs> and I knew, you know, from stories like that's not good. Right. How fast did you get out of there? We got out of there pretty quick. But usually when it's that that much static electricity in the air, it's, it's going to strike really close. Right. Yeah, because it's just the buildup. It's amazing. I mean, you think about it, just the, when you get that type of buildup during a storm, that it's going to actually start affecting your body. And you can see it's like the warning sign. <laughs> like It is. It, it's about to happen, and you better move. I mean, that just means like the ground underneath you is becoming supercharged, which is just kind of mind-boggling if you think about it. Have you ever seen any close-up lightning strikes? Um, I was trying to remember if I have or not. Uh, I I know I've been around them because we've I've heard some super loud thunder at like almost instantaneously after seeing lightning strikes around. You know, like like a flash of light. Yeah, that's. But a good, I haven't been like outside. That's a good way to judge it. Yeah, it's the count. Yeah, the one one thousand is yes. a real thing. Yeah. So, but no, I haven't like seen it strike anything. I think the uh, the worst. Um, lightning strike story that comes to my head usually when I hear or talk about lightning is the one that happened at the uh, golf tournament. I think it was a 3M golf tournament or something, or the U.S. Open that happened here at Hazelden. Yes. And that struck a tree, and I think that killed uh, one or two spectators uh, during a thunderstorm. And that kind of came out of nowhere. They, they knew the storm was coming, it got cloudy, and then boom, all of a sudden you had a lightning strike. There is a phenomenon of the bolt out of the blue where lightning will sometimes shoot miles ahead of the actual storm. Right. Yes, and that's where the expression out of the blue. Yeah, that's nuts. That happens a lot at the Grand Canyon, that they get those lightning strikes ahead of the storms. And I know that was uh, the last uh, tightrope walker. Was it one of the Walendas that did the uh, yes. the Grand Canyon walk? That was one of the worries, was that there was a, a thunderstorm like five miles away from where he was doing this walk and it was a sunny day you know it was the evening it was dusk but that was one of the worries was that they thought that maybe the storm was too close and whether or not they should call it off because lightning strikes at the grand canyon happen like that all the time and i don't know what that cable's made out of but right i mean it it wants to find something conductive right yeah it's a steel cable was it usually what three or four inches in diameter so you don't want to no. don't want to mess around with that. And that that shows you how much power that air is not a good conductor of electricity. No. Yet there's so much power built up in these storms that they got to dump it. Yeah. It actually kind of surprises me that air is not a good conductor because it also got a lot of molecules in the air, but it's mostly water which is a conductor of electricity. So I was looking at these uh these phenomena are called transient luminous events. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned them before, they're sprites. So it says here, sprites are large-scale electrical discharges which uh, occur high above a th- thunderstorm, giving rise to quite varied range of visual shapes. They're triggered by discharges of positive lightning between the thunder, cloud, and the ground. Phenomena was named after the mischievous sprite. Folklore. And some of these, are they're pretty new. They just noticed with photography, they started the better the camera is, they started snapping pictures and go, what are these weird 
things. And, and you can actually see them from space, too. They shoot up from the actual cloud. Yeah. And they have another one here called a jet. It says uh, jets are upper atmospheric lightning. The two main types of jets are blue jets and gigantic jets. And then there's also one called a blue starter. It's considered to be a weaker form of blue jets. Just a lot of, I mean, how do you keep any of this straight? I mean, it's, it's very like difficult. science is like, well, no, that one's different. That one is this. And just like any type of Marvel story, they, yes. all, they all stand for something and, and different. And the acronyms are fantastic. This one's called an ELV, and that's Emission of Light and Very Low Frequency <laughs> Electromagnetic Pulse Sources. That's crazy. And these uh, appear as a dim, flattened, or expanding glow around 250 miles in diameter it lasts for typically just one millisecond. So you got to be really, I mean, you'll, you'll never see it. That's what I mean. Your, That's why with the photography, eye. high-speed photography is right. picking these things up. Which one is the, uh, the red phenomenon that looks like red towers? Is that a Sprite or is that? Uh, that would be the Sprite. The Sprite, okay. That would be creepy to see, but it would also really cool. Yes. And there's also Trolls. Transient red optical luminous creatures <laughs> occur after strong sprites and appear as red spots or faint tails. And like it said, like I said, on higher speed cameras appear as rapid series of events starting as a red glow that forms after a sprite tendril that last that later produced a red streak downward from itself. They're similar to jets. Thank God. There's pixies, ghosts, gnomes. They're all basically the same thing. They're just different colors. Right. Yeah, it's just science trying to explain everything, I think, uh, over-explaining sometimes. But, but it's, just, it's just cool it's all, these, to see. All, all the different things in the sky. And the ball, getting back to ball lightning. Yes. Now, we talked off air. You said your brother may have experienced ball lightning? I think so, yeah. So ball lightning is, lightning has to be present somewhere in the area for ball lightning to yeah. happen. And it's just Should like I a, give a little description yeah, of the powerful Wikipedia? Yeah, why don't you yeah, do that and then uh, we'll talk about it. It says here, ball lightning is an unexplained phenomena, luminescent spherical objects that vary from pea size to several meters in diameter. Though usually associated with thunderstorms, ball lightnings are said to last considerably longer than the split second flash of a lightning bolt. And they're distinct phenomena from St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, so... So St. Elmo's Fire is just basically points of metal or animal horns that are... There's so much energy in the air, they're charged up, and it just starts glowing. Right. The ball lightning is an actual moving electrical ball of electricity. And some scientists think it's, it, it's just a... Hoppycock. Yeah. Yeah, that it doesn't happen, but there's too many... Too many people that have seen it, kind of like Sasquatch. Too many people have said well, they've I seen it. Well, I saw it. I'll tell you my yeah. powerful story. All right. So what my story is, when we were kids, Dags, um, of course, I was sleeping in because I'm a te- I was a teenager at the time. This is yes. many, many years ago. So I missed the whole thing. There was a thunderstorm in the morning. Um, I get up, my brother and my mom. Uh, so I, I know this happened because my mom was there to back up the story. It wasn't just my brother making up a story. He's feeding the dogs. Uh, we had three dogs at the time. And uh, he said that when he was uh, filling the food dish, lightning came through the window. Now, I remember not ever hearing lightning, thunder. You would think if, if it was a lightning strike, there would definitely be a loud noise. But with ball lightning, there's been 
stories of the electricity actually passing through glass yes. and then just kind of disappearing and dissipating. Because it doesn't always hurt if it touches you. It doesn't always zap anything. It doesn't make a noise hardly. You know, it just, but it can travel and move, and it'll go through objects. And glass is one of those objects that it's been said to go through. So I'm thinking my brother saw some kind of ball lightning or some kind of lightning phenomenon similar to that. Um, but my mom was there too and saw it. So she, she backed him up on she that. She saw it. Yeah. Did she say it was a spherical shaped object? Yeah. She said that it happened really quick. My brother says that he, when he, he bent over and saw something out of the corner of his eye. And when he looked up, it was, he said it looked like a lightning bolt, but it could just be it traveling through. I mean, who knows how fast it was going either. Oh, it can leave a trail, like a visual right, trail. Yeah, like so a... that's probably what he saw. But it, like I said, if it was a lightning strike, there would be thunder, fire, a pop, a boom. I mean, and I didn't hear. And yeah, because, our house was fine. Yeah, because <laughs> what lightning does, it's so hot. They always talk about it's as hot as the surface of the sun. Right. That it superheats the air so quickly it explodes. Right. And then the shock wave is what you hear, the thunder. Yeah. So you're right. If it was lightning there would have been a damn big noise. Right, yeah, and the house would have been gone. Yes. <laughs> so and the window would have been shattered for sure, if anything. So I'm pretty sure that's probably what he saw, was ball lightning. That's cool. Yeah. I wish I would have seen it. But you've seen it. So yes. So tell us the story. And I had an eyewitness, too. Oh, you did, I had too. I a witness, huh? yes. Nice. Was it the same blonde? I or... wish. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in grade school. Oh, I like that. Back in the story. day. Recess. Favorite part of the day, right? Absolutely. But it's raining. Uh-oh. So we're trapped inside. Got it. So we're in class, and we're just looking out the window. Uh-huh. It's raining out. And all of a sudden, I see this faint, glowing ball come down from the sky. Okay. Past the trees. It slowly comes down. It's glowing. It's kind of a whitish, bluish orb like a lightning like lightning would look right no not that bright lightning's usually super bright right this was just kind of a, like a light bulb okay it wasn't blinding at all right like you a could, soft white light bulb natural light yeah light bulb? exactly okay. you know lightning if you see it i'm like holy shit that's bright right yeah no this wasn't it was just a glowing ball coming down about the size of a basketball maybe smaller yep it slowly floated down it hovered in the street and I looked over at my friend like, what the, <laughs> you know, to get like, yeah. do you Confirmation, see this? Do you yeah, see right, this? Right. Hovered in the street and boom, went off with the biggest crack of thunder. So the yours actually made, exploded. Yes. Very loud. That's crazy. That'd be really cool to see though. It really was. It was fantastic. And I didn't realize until I got older how rare it is. Yeah, you probably thought, well, I'll probably see one again in two weeks, yeah. right? It reminds me, of, I went deer hunting with this with this dude. You know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> this is back in the day. The first time I go, I right. see a deer, and I tell him, oh, there's one. <laughs> like, they're all going to show up. <laughs> right. you, you take your turn. And this idiot missed it. It was ah. literally just right in front of it. How do you miss that? And that was the only one we saw the whole time. <laughs> so it's more elusive. Deer yes, hunting with him, or, or finding a ball, yeah, lightning. ball lightning. So I, I'm so I'm watching these videos, you know, and then some of these videos, 
um, are credible. Some of them are not, but the ones that are supposed to be credible. So they're showing different types of ball lightning in the skies and, and everything. And it, I wonder if that's like where like the UFO sightings started. It's just ball lightning because it looks the same. It's just like it's a light in the sky and it's there and then it's gone. Yeah, there's also Willow the Wisp. Yeah, which is swamp gas pretty yes. much. They think it's uh basically uh the right here it says the oxidation of phosphine, diphosphine and methane gas. Yeah. The organic decay basically just rotting. Yeah. And they give off a and light. I think if I remember right that was the one that the aborigines called Minmin. That's the name they gave it. Whoa. It's like swamp gas. Because it happens over, you know, like you said, like wet, tropical, swampy areas. Uh, you know, uh, like down in Alabama, Florida, there's a lot of swamp gas down there. Yeah, and it says here, I'm looking through popular culture, Willow the Wisp makes an appearance in Bram Stoker's Dracula. A bunch of different stories. Lord of the Rings has it in there. Oh, really? Yeah. In the book, I wonder if it's in the movies too, if it's just in the book. Well, it says here, um, Lord of the Rings, Willow the Wisp, present in the dead marshes outside of Mordor. Ooh. Yes. I don't remember that being in the movie. I remember the dead marshes, but I don't remember yeah. the Willows of the Wisp being there. But, but back to the videos of the mm-hmm. ball lightning. Yes. So go on YouTube. You can find some out. There's uh, the popular one that went around within the last couple of years was the one of the ball crossing the train tracks from Belarus. Yes. Um, and that one, in that video, you see a ball of light traveling over, and then once it gets closer to some of the tracks, it zaps, and you can hear the zap, and then it hits the post, and turns out that one um, was a hoax. The guy didn't think it was going to go viral. Yeah. And he, he was a open, he was uh, admitted it right away. This is not real, guys. But everybody was like, oh, my God, some of this guy caught ball lightning. It's a pretty cool video. It's though. a cool video. Even... Knowing it's fake, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so it was edited really well. And like I said, he, what, he never claimed it was real. So he, he wasn't the one that was saying it was real. It was every, the internet saying it was real. I remember seeing that when it first came out, and I thought it was real. It looks real, you know. Um, the problem I had with it was if, if it's this ball of energy, as soon as it, like, arced to something, it would have dumped all its energy. Right, it would have been gone. Yeah, because yeah. it's, how is it sustaining its power? Right. Like usually a ball lightning, when it hits something, boom, it explodes or it, you know, it fades away. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because you, that was, you said that was the first thing you thought, right? Once it releases its energy, it would have been gone. They had a scientist that analyzed it. He said the first thing he knew it was fake was the sound. He said it was too engineered. The sound sounded too engineered to him to be real. And I, it's funny that his his scientific brain didn't think, well, he just it just released all the energy. Yeah. You know, and then it would have disappeared. And that was your first thought. Because you're smarter than a scientist, obviously. Whoa. So uh there was another one from Russia that they said it was like this great big blue light. I mean, it was giant in a field. And they actually had a meteorologist go back to see what kind of weather was going on. At, in that area of Russia, and they said there was no lightning present, so there was no way you could have ball lightning. It's for ball lightning to happen, you have to have lightning in the area. Yeah, they don't they don't know what it's made of, but I I gotta guess it's some sort of plasma. The way it floats around, right? And the, the problem I saw that video, and it wasn't floating around or moved by air or moving by itself or no. attracted to anything. 
it was yeah it was just sitting there it was like getting brighter and then dimmer and then brighter and it was like, yeah but uh there's one from i think it was a florida news station they actually i don't know if they captured it or if they had a viewer capture but it was a lightning strike and right after the lightning strike in like six different areas there's like balls of light left over and some were like the white bluish tint and some of them were like the orange and they all just kind of there and then they just slowly fade away but it was right after a lightning strike and they were saying how they they caught ball lightning on video so it was on i think it was like cbs 13 in florida or something like that yeah i saw that one and then i saw one it was out the window the problem with that one to me it looked like someone just bringing a light back and forth to the window did you see that one no i didn't yeah. see that one. you see the reflection in the yeah background. that's exactly what it looked like that's ridiculous but when i saw it there was no there was no thunder or lightning it was just raining out right and then then i saw the the ball descend from the heavens and then hover and then explode yeah it was crazy yeah it's kind of, it's weird i mean just to think about the different things that nature just does and it makes you wonder, like, how much other things nature does that you'd never see, how rare it could be. Or even interdimensional. Right. You know, if we, we there's talk about UFOs. Right. And they say there's no way these are man-made, how fast they're going. Sure. So who knows what those uh, ball lightning is. Is that some interdimensional thing? Could be. You never know. Something- because, because it's not acting like lightning. No. No, like I said, it, it looks like UFOs if you see it in the sky. Some of those videos that they were showing that were supposedly real all lightning, you would think, well, that's probably where some of these people are thinking they're seeing UFOs. So I know, uh, you know, speaking of interdimensional, I don't know if you saw, just to take us off topic just for a little bit, um, Albert Einstein had this theory about black holes that behind the black hole, it, it was actually like bending space and bending light, and they just recently realized that Einstein was right about that. So they were actually able to see the black hole behind the black hole for the first time. And it was bending light, um, which kind of makes you wonder if he's right about black holes being a dimensionist uh, time travel. Because that was one of his theories too, I believe. Black holes are a key to time travel. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. He's a smart guy just like you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You guys share the same hair. Yes, powerful. Powerful. No, I just wonder a lot about all these cool things we see in the sky. I mean, thunderstorms are so crazy because they start out as just fun, white, puffy, <laughs> cumulus clouds. And they get pissed. Yeah, and they just turn into this dark. Yeah, they're like on steroids. They're raging. They're just raging. Yeah. And then when hail, you've seen hail when there's so much hail that it's green in the sky. Yeah, that's... If, do you remember the Superstorm of 87? I do remember the superstorm. I, I remember. So when I was a kid, I hated thunderstorms. I hated anything about thunderstorms. I always got scared. That was the worst night that I ever had. Let's talk about the superstorm. So the superstorm, I think it dropped, what, like five inches of rain in like four hours or something. It was something crazy. But it happened in 1987. I remember, um, I can still see the pictures in my head because my, my parents actually went out and took pictures of the, of the clouds coming in. And it was so Do you think so they still green. have them? I have no idea. That'd be awesome. If yeah, they did. I mean, they were so green, the sky. And it was, I've never seen something like that before. I remember we were watching TV. We had the radio. We were all in the living room, um, just getting ready to run to the basement if we had to. But, you know, obviously that was like the talk of 
everywhere in the Twin Cities that day because they knew it was coming. They talked about it coming. And then as soon as it hit, I remember being huddled around the TV, lights going off, the storm. I mean, we had a porch with all these windows all the way around. And I remember just like staring out there and just watching the Did rain. you grow up in St. Paul then? Yeah, yeah, okay, on the cool. west side. Yep. So it was just, I just remember so much rain. It was so loud. There was so much lightning. Um, and I think we ended up having to turn the radio on um, and listening to CCO at the time, you know, and, and in CCO back then in the 80s, you know, they had that, you know, just like, and that's how you knew severe weather is coming. And, and I hated that sound as a kid. You, we'd be listening to the Twins game and that sound would come on and I'd just be like panicked. It's like, we're all going to die. <laughs> I was so fascinated by storms when I was a kid. I'm Wizard of Oz is the first time I remember seeing a tornado. Sure. And it just freaked me out. Yeah. We should go storm chasing. Here, here's the thing about storm chasing. <laughs> we would die. <laughs> no, I did it once. Yeah. A couple different times. And it's one thing watching it on TV and everything, but I got goddamn close to it. Yeah. It'd freak it's, you out. Yes. It scares the shit out of you. I'm sure I, it does. I don't care who you are. Yeah. It's scary. And the thing is, when, when you're in the city, you have a, know where you are, you know, you hear the buildings, the trees. Right, yeah, you know how far away you are. Yeah, you have this concept of where the sky is and the ground and everything. Yep. But when you're out in fields. You have no. And the storm is no just like, it's literally, exactly. <laughs> the storm is just on top of you. Yeah. And I kept getting closer to the thing and then I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> it's scary. Like the closest I came to a tornado, so my very first radio job, I go down there, like the first, uh, I moved, I I went down there. I stayed at a motel the first, uh, it was like the first three days that I worked down there. So I went there the day before I was supposed to start. Um, Where are we? What part of town? So this is uh, near down near Preston, Minnesota. I stayed at a motel in Harmony, which is another 10 minutes south of Preston, which is... You're by the Iowa border. Right near the in Amish country, actually. Yes. So I go down there, stay at a motel. First day I go down there... Um, and it's raining, and I'm listening to the radio, and they're talking about severe weather. You know, it's tornado warnings everywhere. So I get checked in, and the lady behind the, the counter says, all right, well, go to your room. Put your stuff in there. Um, we got some big storms coming. You know, they're saying there's possible tornadoes. You know, so just don't have your TV up too loud. Listen to the radio. Do whatever you need to do to be safe. But we'll come knocking on your door if something really bad is about to happen. I was like, okay. You know, I was like, how bad could this be? So I get to the motel. It's me and like 20 construction workers because they're traveling construction workers. Not more than five minutes after I get to my room, I hear a knock on the door and the lady behind the door. Get in the hallway right now. Here comes a tornado. Wow. Yeah. So I, we get, we're all standing in the hallway. We're all have never done this before. All like, what the hell's going on? And then after about 20 minutes. Uh, she came back through and she was like, all right, tornado's gone. But yeah, it was within like two miles of the motel. And it hit a bunch of farm, farmland, farm fields or whatever. So I went through like a cornfield or something. So, but that was the closest I've ever come to a tornado. So you didn't actually get to see the twister? Didn't actually get to see it, no. But uh, yeah, uh, we did see a, a funnel cloud. Uh, my brother was playing a baseball tournament up in St. Cloud. And we watched it come down. It didn't... It's, it was like coming down and then went over us and then kept wow. going. And they never called the game. That's insane. It was like, there's no lightning. There yeah, but no wind. But here comes a funnel cloud. Who knows how high it was above us? 
you know, and then it just kept going and the umpire was just like, well, we just keep playing. Well, that's a horrible <laughs> thing. I mean, like, right. like we were talking about the, the bolt out of the blue. Yeah. I mean, that happens in soccer fields that these poor people get zapped, you know? Right. I mean, anytime there's any weather, you got to call it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was nuts. I mean, you think about it, you're just like, why would you not call the game? <laughs> or at least take everybody off the field and wait for it to pass. You know what I mean? It's you know, just, it works as a AM, uh, works as a lightning detector. What's that? AM radio. Oh, with the static? Yes. Sure. You know, right away. Yeah, I could see that. I do remember, you know, now I remember every time there's a lightning strike, uh, when we were kids listening to the Twins games on CCO, you would hear that, and then it would stop. You're like, there's lightning somewhere. Yeah, I love storms, but when you get older, I don't like them because then you lose power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Then you got to worry about the yeah. refrigerator and everything inside. Yeah. Yeah, I have this weird relationship. I'm scared of them, but I like them too. Oh. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, they don't bother me that much anymore. Yeah, they really bother our dog. She hates any loud noise. Yeah. Luckily, she's getting older. How about fireworks? Uh, well, she used to hate them. Uh, like I said, now her uh, hearing is going. So she doesn't hear the fireworks anymore, but thunder, anything like that rumbles. So you know who, uh, who made something? So Bad and Rad, a uh, local musician here, he actually made a, uh, like a track you can put on repeat, and it's like a low-frequency rumble that's supposed to help relax your pets during thunderstorms and fireworks. Wow. And supposedly it works. He's a, he's a dog walker and dog sitter. How about your soothing voice? Do you think that would calm animals? It, it probably would. Yeah. They could just throw this episode on repeat. <laughs> Especially now. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a good segue. Music. Music. Last night, powerful concert yes. at the Amsterdam Bar and Hall, the great city of St. Paul, Minnesota. Michael Rez, tell us about that powerful show last night. Oh, we had Nitro Wave TC hit the stage again last night. First time in a year and a half. It was, uh, we had our friend uh, North Innsbruck and in Night Audit. Now tell our amazing friends if they're not familiar, what sure. is Nitro Wave TC? Uh, it's a, I guess the best way to describe it is like a, a collective of synthwave, electric and uh, electronic, excuse me. And like retro electronic music producers. What's the worst so, way to describe it? Uh, worst way to describe it is it's a bunch of guys getting together to make noise. Oh, yes. Uh, but yeah, so we put on a concert last night, North Innsbruck, uh, Night Audit, uh, Galaxy 80, Lucy in Disguise with a special appearance by Tonebox, and then Destroyer uh, finished the night off for us. So Lucy in Disguise. How about and- DJ Bionic? Oh yeah, DJ uh, Bionic Jones was yes. up on stage. I forgot. I don't know how you forget him. He he opened it, yes. played between sets. It was he did a good job. He did really awesome. I actually had North Innsbruck and Bionic Jones on my radio show Saturday the fourteenth in the morning. So we had a a very long day. Started off with that, and then uh, throughout the day we just kind of got ready to go. We started loading uh, at five o'clock, and then we. Uh, Put on the show at uh, eight o'clock. We started off things, and we had a good time. We had a uh, hundred over a hundred and fifty people show up uh, for that. So it was uh we were we would have been really happy with like seventy or eighty people. So we uh, filled up the big hall, their or their bigger hall um, at Amsterdam. So it was good. It was a good big space. Lots of loud music, and uh, people had a good time as the night went on. It got more. 
dancey. And uh, Lucy in Disguise dropped a lot of beats during his set, which was great to see. You know, you get those people like a big crowd when people, you know, you've seen somebody like a DJ or, or musician drop the beat and everyone like waits and then they like all like rise up at the same time and then the beat drops and then they, yes. all, <laughs> they all go down. So it was that kind of night last night. So it was, it was pretty awesome to see. Uh, Destroyer played some new music. Night Audit dropped one of his new tunes. Uh, Galaxy 80 played nothing but new music. Uh, so that was a uh, it was a lot of fun. People were slanging merch and selling selling stuff. The alcohol was flowing. People were yes. having a good time. We had the synth bros showed up in their in their rompers. That was awesome. <laughs> it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. There, what was there five or six or seven guys that all yes. came in different different rompers, but they were all together, and it was it was crazy. Eighties rompers. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Uh, our friends Magenta Vice were there. Uh, we. Graybeat was there. Denotive was there. Bad and Rad showed up. I mean, it was a who's who of the uh, Twin Cities synthwave. Ganymede was there. Andrew Bennon was there. I mean, and then there's, uh, I think I met like two other uh, producers of music, like synthwave type music. So looking forward to getting to know them better. But yeah, it was, uh, it was nuts. I think... Uh, when we started this nitro wave thing in 2019, we were just kind of hoping to play a few shows and get people introduced to Synthwave. And I think after last night, we uh, um, pretty much put our mark in the music community here in the Twin Cities that we are we are the Synthwave scene. What was cool is the turnout. Yeah, you know, with this whole variant and all this bullshit going on, right? That I don't want to get into. To have that action, those many real people coming out. Yeah, yeah, and it was. I mean, good. that was cool. Yeah, and I mean, we it was a it was a it's a big hall, so 150 people. I really like there. that. There's a lot of you know, there's enough space to spread out, and we had masks and everything. Yeah. and you know, so I like we safe. That venue was really cool because it has a bar, mm-hmm. and then you go into this great hall. Right. So the beauty is you can go in there, listen to the music, dance. But if you want to get away and talk to someone, you just step into the bar. Right, yeah, which I mean, was awesome. Yeah, it's a fantastic venue. Yeah, so we uh we had a good time. We'll be back in October, and then in December we had somebody from Lawrence, Kansas, fly in just for this show. Kansas, talk about tornadoes. Yeah, right. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Joe Joey was his name, um, and uh, he uh, great guy. Uh, this is that's his thing is to find synthwave shows and to travel to them. So that's what he does, and really enjoyed himself. Uh, got he actually showed up uh, during load in, uh, so he actually came in to help us load in a little bit, and uh, he got to meet the guys as they were setting up and things, and he got a ton of autographs and a ton of pictures with the guys and bought some merch right away, and it was uh, it was cool to see. I feel I need to do a puppet show there. I want to do a puppet <laughs> show and live DJing, like a synth puppet. I don't know. I just I don't know what which puppet I'm going to use, but I enjoy. Uh, I think DJ Dags, it's time for me to bust it back out. Dust off the yes. uh, turntables? Yes. Or I'll try the new the new little fake turntables. <laughs> yeah, the the best part about last night was there was a lot of denim and beards on stage. Yes. So that was pretty cool. Tell the fans, amazing friends, what costume you wore. Oh, man, I had uh, blue jeans and I had my... My new denim jacket, my old, my new old denim jacket. Uh, so the jeans and denim jacket were courtesy of my friend uh, Megan, who runs Up Six Vintage Clothing Stores. 
Um, and then I had my Joust T-shirt on. Yes. I bought a Joust T-shirt. Williams, powerful video game company. Yeah, so that Pinball was pretty company. sweet. And uh, one of our amazing friends, Jenny, on Twitter at Vaccinated Hot Dish, she, uh, she mentioned that she liked Joust too or was excited about a Joust T-shirt, so I bought her one as well. Oh. She ended up giving that to her husband, and she said they were going to probably end up fighting over it. They should. Yeah. Did you so, enjoy my t-shirt? I did. Pac-Man was yes. uh, pretty sweet. Powerful Pac-Man shirt Yep. and powerful blue denim jeans. Oh, I forgot. Did you notice my hat that I was wearing last yes. night? My Atari hat. Yes. So, yeah, we were, uh, we were trying to look the part of going vintage in 80s. Yes. I don't know if I, if I pulled it off, but, you know, I think I, I came pretty damn close. I had some actual uh, buttons from the 80s from uh, presidential elections, but I... I didn't want to upset anyone either way. <laughs> no politics yes. at the Nitro Wave. But no, I really do have some. Nice. Yes. I think I got some from the 90s. I have, I I have I Dukakis, collecting. Benson. Hey, watch your mouth. Mondale, Ferraro. Oh. Reagan, Bush. I'll show so, you, yeah. Real getting, buttons. Getting not, naughty again. Not reproductions. Actual buttons the from the 80s. The real ones from yes. the 80s. You can find those at a lot of antique stores. Yeah. Oh. You're an antique store. I am. I'm a walking antique store. <laughs> yeah, it was a powerful concert last night. I really had a good time. Yeah, it was a good show. It was a good show. I can't wait. A lot of people are excited. We had the social media is going crazy like the day uh, the day after. So Yes. Which is nuts. By the way, make sure you follow us on social media. Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Twitter at Amazing Pop Pod. Amazing P-O-P-P-O-D. Whoa. We're, yes. We're on Instagram. Like our Facebook page. I also have another powerful Facebook page. If you look, you'll find it. <laughs> if you're into podcasting. Also check out our merch. Powerful merch. We have t-shirts. We have hoodies. We have mugs, stickers. Updated logo. Yes. Powerful logo updated. So make sure you check that out. Micah Rez, before we end the show, tell the fans. Amazing friends, what song we're going to play us out? Yes, Ganymede is going to play us out with Red-Tailed Hawk. Uh, Ganymede can be found on Bandcamp at ganymede1.bandcamp.com. So it's G-A-N-Y-M-E-D-E, the number one, dot .bandcamp.com, or search Ganymede on Spotify. He's uh, brand new, so he's from Lubbock, Texas, lives here in the Twin Cities, uh, and uh, he and his wife just had a baby, so congratulations to them. Awesome. I just got an alert here. Someone just joined my group. Oh, see how that works? There and go. I got another uh, message from uh, North Innsbruck. Oh, man. Our social media is unstoppable. It's on en fuego, as yeah. they would say. I don't know what that means, but it's something. On, it's, on it's, fuego. Oh, okay. Yep. It's hot, baby. Yes. Flames. And until next time, please do us a favor, though. Make sure you tell a friend about our powerful podcast. And until next time, you just enjoyed the amazing Pop Culture Podcast.
you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production. Amazing.